Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Bite-Sized Cybercrime, the podcast where I talk about cybercrime in small, bite-sized episodes. Just not literal bites as in 8-bits sized, as that would be too small of a file. You couldn't even really fit this intro in there. You also couldn't fit my podcast logo in a singular byte of information. The original size of the logo is 50 kilobytes. Speaking of logos, do you suck at graphic design? Because, well, I do. I'm an artist, in case you aren't aware. I can draw and balance a drawing well, but for some reason when I try to do logo design or designing screens for my Twitch channel, it just doesn't look that good. So how did I make such a cool podcast logo? I used Canva, which is the topic of today's episode. What a transition. And you know what I also made using Canva? Some cool bite-sized cybercrime merch! I have a link to my Zazzle in the sources paste bin where you can find all kinds of designs. There are some Canva-assisted designs, and I also have some of my own original drawings available. Now that my ad read is over, Canva may be good at graphic design, and I am not, but there is one thing I am good at that Canva, apparently, isn't the best at, which is cybersecurity, and that's why Canva is featured on today's episode. Today's topic is the 2019 Canva data breach. Canva is a website that, as I just mentioned, helps users with graphic design. There's pre-made templates for YouTube thumbnails, Instagram posts, greeting cards, logos, even t-shirts. There's also a free version and a premium version that unlocks you more templates and more stock image assets to use. Pro also allows you to download your design with a transparent background, which is great for people making Twitch streams, and not great for me who is cheap. However, maybe not paying for Canva Pro was a good decision on my part. May 24th, 2019, the hacker responsible who calls themselves Gnostic Players contacted ZDNet to explain what they did. I've linked the article in my source paste as I always do if you want to read it firsthand. Gnostic Players claims to have downloaded everything until May 17th, 2019, which is when Canva noticed the breach and closed off access to their database server, which stopped the hacker in their tracks, as they were in the middle of an attack when access was shut off to the servers. Usernames, real names, email addresses, city and country information were all breached, however, and, of course, passwords that were encrypted were uncovered as well. Now, I will give Canva some credit. The passwords were encrypted using an algorithm called Bcrypt. Now, I have cracked a lot of passwords, legally, for a challenge, and Bcrypt is an algorithm that takes a long time to crack, even if the password is simple. I have cracked a Bcrypt password in a challenge on TryHackMe, and it took several hours in my poor laptop almost exploding because the CPU was running on 99% the entire time. Which is very bad, don't do that by the way. And the password was only four letters long! In Canva's case, not only was a strong hashing algorithm used, but the hash was also salted. Salting is adding a bit of extra data associated with an account to the hash so that even if it's a really simple password, the hash cannot be reverse looked up using a rainbow table. A rainbow table just matches a list of passwords to a list of corresponding hashes, so weak passwords can be matched up to hashes and easily figured out. In case you're unfamiliar with a hash, it's a one-way encryption algorithm. So it takes a password like password, changes it into a bunch of nonsense text, and it can't be reversed. The same password will always result in the same hash. So instead of password databases storing passwords, it saves the hash, and if the hash is identical, that means the password is correct. Hashes can also be used to make sure certain files were not modified, as even the slightest change will result in a completely different hash. However, not everyone uses a password for Canva. Many users instead used a token and signed in with their Google or Facebook account. These tokens were also stolen, but they were also thankfully encrypted by an algorithm known as AES-128. This is not the same as a hash, and it can be reversed if the encryption key is known, but there is no evidence to suggest that the key to reverse this encryption was ever even touched. So for now, these tokens are safe. So what did Canva do? 
Canvas sent out an email merely recommending that users change their passwords, not requiring it, and this is where they went wrong. See, even though the passwords were hashed and salted, and bcrypt is painfully hard to crack, this is simply buying you time. My laptop took hours to crack a four-letter password, but many hackers have computers better than my laptop and have more computers working at a time. If you know of a data breach, you should require and not just recommend that users change their passwords, and this is an easy fix to push. Canva may have simply assumed they were safe because they used salt. However, as we will see later, the salting algorithm was likely stolen and somehow reverse-engineered to help crack the passwords. Let's fast forward all the way to January 11th, 2022. Canva realized there was a list of over 4 million user passwords that had been decrypted, clearly related to the May 2019 incident, floating around on the internet. This is when they responded with a bit more action. Canva restricted access to account logins and forced users who had not changed their passwords since the initial incident to change their passwords. Canva also notified all users whose passwords were on the list that if they used the same password on multiple websites, they should change it now. This is when you should recommend users change their passwords, because you can't change someone else's password to a website you don't own without hacking the website yourself, which would be interesting to see, but I don't think anyone has done that before. Using the same password on multiple sites leaves you more vulnerable to being targeted after a data breach. A super quick and easy way to make a unique password for each site is to add some kind of indicator for websites to the beginning or the end. For example, if my password is password, which it would never be by the way, I could make it yt-password for my YouTube account, or sp-password for my Spotify. Alternatively, use a free password manager like KeyPass or Bitwarden, which can generate a secure password for you and sync it across all your devices. Canva handled their data breach kind of poorly. They notified people of the breach, but that notification was under a lot of marketing fluff, and they recommended users change their password without forcing the change at all. I get it, they assumed these passwords were safely hashed, and for the most part they were, but somehow the salt they used must have become known, which allowed the passwords to become cracked. After learning the passwords were indeed cracked, they did the right thing by invalidating old passwords and forcing the change, but for some users this may have been too late. However, Canva overall was using good practices, and I hope they learned this lesson on how to handle an incident just a little better. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Bite Sized Cybercrime, and thank you to Canva for being transparent about the data breach as well as ZDNet, IDStrong, and Codeburst for more information regarding the breach. My name is Chloe Tonis, and until next time, change your password and stay secure.